Pop Israeli diplomat ejected from the African Union summit. You were not invited here. And why are you here? That is the story of Palestine. <laughs> Barcelona cut ties. After 100 groups and more than 4,000 residents had signed a request to break relations with Israel. This is proof of organizations mobilizing for a cause and seeing a result. Under the law, a Palestinian citizen of 48 or a Palestinian citizen of occupied East Jerusalem can be stripped of their status after the occupation convicts or charges them or receiving money from the PA. This is weird because Israel works with the PA. Team of Israeli cyber espionage contractors carried out disinformation and manipulation campaigns for over a decade in addition to meddling in 33 presidential elections. Might not have heard about that from Rachel Maddow, though, because she's busy literally coming to tears about Russia. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Palestine Pod, the weekly podcast where we break down the latest headlines dealing with Palestine from all over the world and bring you stories, commentary, and interviews with the aim of supporting the Palestinian struggle for decolonization, justice, and equal rights. I'm one of your hosts, Lara E. You might know me from Instagram as at Girl, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey B. What's up, y'all? Mikey B on TikTok, Michael Scherzer on Instagram. And you can call me Mikey Intifada if you were literally brought to tears over the fact that you couldn't colonize. You ever, you ever literally weep on the side of a Palestinian's house that you couldn't steal? How weird is that society, bro? The, the the teens were weeping, and the mother Zionist was comforting her youth Zionist teens. She's like, "It's okay. We'll have it. It's just temporary. We'll be able to steal it next week." Like, yeah, it's like Simba. You know what I mean? But none of it's yours. <laughs> Madness. Hey Simba, everything that you see, you'll steal one day. Right. Just be patient. Like patience is a virtue of Zionism. Yes, truly. Because you know, the long and they know that the formaldehyde solution, right? Yeah. The formaldehyde solution is patience. We gotta wait them out. We've got to slowly make everything so unbearable that their only option is to leave. Yeah, exactly. Before we get into today's episode, please like, comment, and subscribe if you hang out with us on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast app, subscribe and leave a review. As always, you can find full episodes and sources on palestinepod.com. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, reach out to us at palestinepod at gmail.com and give us a follow on Instagram at the palestinepod. Find us also on Patreon where you get early access to the Palestine Pod episodes and additional podcasts per week called the Patreon Pod. It's a little more laid back. We talk politics, Palestine, pop culture, and get a little more personal. We're also hosting our monthly Zoom happy hours with our Patreon subscribers only. So really exciting stuff. Check us out on patreon.com slash Palestine Pod. So we so rarely get a chance to start with good news, and we're going to do that just because we know that people do drop off after 10 minutes. Um, (laughs) seriously why though guys like just like just watch the whole (laughs) no we understand it's you have things going on so we will present you the highlights up top barcelona has cut ties with sister city the occupations tel aviv also known as yaffa and there was a Huge campaign in support of it. Over 50 celebrities and public figures have come together to applaud Barcelona for standing up 
for Palestinian freedom by refusing to conduct business with apartheid Israel as it violently oppresses Palestinians. The letter reads, with the current Israeli government, the most far-right, racist, sexist, and homophobic ever, pressure is more needed than ever to end its impunity and compel its respect for Palestinian rights under international law. We thank podcast alum Michael Malarkey for being on the list, as well as other potential hopeful guests, including <laughs> Dr. Angela Davis, Mark Ruffalo, Susan Sarandon, um, and another of other high-profile celebrities. And the mayor of Barcelona wrote to Netanyahu to announce that the city would be suspending relations until Israel, quote, ended systematic violation of the people of Palestine's human rights. She also added, I have decided to temporarily suspend relations with the state of Israel and with the official institutions of that state until the Israeli authorities put an end to the system of violations of the Palestinian people and fully comply with the obligations imposed on them by international law and the various United Nations resolutions. We cannot be silent. We love to see cities, politicians, people in power starting to take the steps of alienating the occupation economically. The BDS campaign is alive and well, and it's only going to get bigger from here. The mayor herself said, we don't typically get involved in politics, but she made this decision after 100 groups and more than 4,000 residents had signed a request to break relations with Israel. Organizations for Global Justice, a federation of more than 100 NGOs, urged Barcelona to end the Twin City link with Tel Aviv after it had attacked Gaza in May 2021. So this is proof of organizations coming together, organizing, mobilizing for a cause, and seeing a result. This is proof that BDS works. This is proof that that working on local campaigns works, and that when those actions come to fruition, it will garner international attention. So work hard, work smart in your cities, in your, you know, in your towns uh, locally to achieve the same results, because that is what is going to create that global impact. Absolutely. And support local Palestinian organizations like Palestine Legal, Palestine Action, people who are on the forefront of the fight against the occupation. Speaking of Palestine legal, another victory, the American Bar Association rejects the IHRA definition of anti-Semitism. Let me read this from Pal Legal's Instagram, February 10th. Victory, we succeeded in collectively pressuring the American Bar Association to reject IHRA in their resolution 514 on anti-Semitism earlier this week. In January, we joined more than 40 civil rights, human rights, and grassroots organizations in calling on the American Bar Association to remove reference to the controversial IHRA working definition on anti-Semitism in a proposed resolution on anti-Semitism. Palestine Leo and CCR Justice also sent a supplement letter providing an additional context and concrete examples of how proponents of IHRA definition use it to censor protected expression in support of Palestinian rights. However, the resolution references congressional resolutions that include statistics from the ADL, which rely on the same problematic conflation at work in the IHRA definition. Secondly, the report accompanying the resolution contains language conflating advocacy for Palestinian rights 
with anti-Semitism. This report is not binding, but it is intended to guide implementation. As such, a resolution remains susceptible to being used as a tool to suppress criticism of Israel. Those involved in ABA chapters should remain vigilant against the use incorporation of IHRA and the suppression of Palestinian voices and experiences in local chapters and committees. A major development and the result of organizing and coming together to lobby the ABA to remove reference to the IHRA in their resolution on anti-Semitism. You can tell that the occupation and its representatives are getting kind of squeamish right now because there was an interview where a former Zionist ambassador to the U.S., Danny Ayalon, he worries about the growth of Jewish anti-Zionism that Jews, U.S. Jews, will side with Palestinians and calls Palestinians our mortal enemies. What that reads to me is that man is scared, right? Because he sees the landscape of American Jewry shifting. The younger generation, like some of them are Zionists, but a lot of us are not fucking with this shit. And we're not going to be the same type of obedient, loyal servants that our parents and our grandparents' generation was. We have limited time and extreme urgency. I'm seeing it from a lot of younger Jews and it's terrifying to this older generation who relies on a blind obedience and loyalty to a occupation. Anything so else anyways, that? uh fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're like, "You know what Jews love? Weapons contracts." I show my support for Jews by literally stocking the Iron Dome myself. Yeah, that that's Nancy Pelosi, though. And she's like, yeah. and I have a bad back, but, you know, here I am. She's like, I brought ice cream and drone bombs. <laughs> In other news, the apartheid state recently passed a law allowing deportation of Palestinian political prisoners. This law will make it easier for the apartheid state to revoke Palestinian citizenship and residency of Palestinians in 48 and occupied East Jerusalem. This is just, if you know, if you're wondering what this is really about, it's just another way, another administrative procedure that's going to now make it easier for the occupation to get rid of more Palestinians, to take over more Palestinian land. It's just one of the myriad ways that the occupation does this and continues to further entrench its settler colonial project. The Israeli parliament passed this law earlier this week. The final reading of the bill stipulates that Palestinians would be deported to the occupied territories. So they're trying now to move Palestinians from 48 to the occupied territories to rid 48 of any Palestinians. By the way, 20% of the actual population of 48 is Palestinian. So that's going to be quite a tall order, but they're- They're like, and that's 20% too many. Yeah. But at the same time, they're like, look at Israel. We are so mixed and so progressive. Yeah, they'll be like, Arabs have jobs here. Arabs are doctors. And I'm like, you sound like an AI script. Under the law, a Palestinian citizen of 48 or a Palestinian citizen of occupied East Jerusalem can be stripped of their status by the occupation after the occupation convicts or charges them with an act of terrorism or receiving money from the PA. 
This is weird because Israel works with the PA. So it's and and oftentimes Israel's the one that's like withholding money from the PA. So when the when Israel's like, "Okay, PA, you can have the money." Well, if the PA then gives money to Palestinians, then Israel can step in at that point and be like, "Oh, you took money from the PA. You're now a terrorist, hence you're stripped of your status." Does that make any sense to anybody? A representative from Adala Legal Center, Salam Irshad, wrote that this law represents a very dangerous escalation. It deepens the apartheid system that is in place and creates separate laws for Palestinians and Jews. It's a racist and arbitrary law that puts the citizenship and residency of Palestinians in danger and constant threat. By the way, Israeli law already allows the revocation of citizenship and residency of Palestinians in 48 and Jerusalem based on acts that it considers constitute a, quote, breach of loyalty to the state of Israel. And it defines breach of loyalty to include, quote, an act of terror, assistance or solicitation thereof, or taking part in a terrorist organization, amongst many things. They are the ones who decide. And they, for them, us existing as Palestinians is is in and of itself an act of terrorism. Us trying to assert our rights as Palestinians on our land is clearly a breach of loyalty to the state of Israel because we're not even supposed to have rights in the framework of the state of Israel, which only offers rights to Jewish people. It's the state of Jewish people. So for me as a Palestinian to exist on that land and to say, no, I deserve rights too, I'm already engaging in, 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 in an activity which is a breach of loyalty to the state of Israel, which then can be used to strip me of the rights that I already don't have. So it's just this very bizarre system. Yeah, people are like, what does a breach of loyalty even look like? Or what does somebody who doesn't breach loyalty look like? And then they're like, check out Nas Daily. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's that's who everyone has to be. Everyone has to be Nas Daily. Exactly. Oh, my God. Roasted. Fuck you, Nas. Yeah, seriously. He's like the worst person. No, he's not the worst person. He's but the he's, worst. He's an annoying he's the media worst figure. Person online. Okay. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> Henry Kissinger still has an Instagram. <laughs> you love a good Kissinger joke. Well, as long as that fucking troll is still alive, I'm going to keep mentioning his is name. Is he still alive though? I don't even. Uh, know. Sadly, he is. I feel like every month I'm like, I I think of him and I I assume he's dead. I don't know if he's on Instagram. That was just he's a joke. He's 99 but... years old. God damn. Well, that's what happens when you eat children. Top Israeli diplomat was ejected from the African Union summit. According to Reuters, a senior Israeli diplomat was removed from their annual summit in Ethiopia as a dispute over Israel's accreditation to the bloc escalated. Images online showed the African Union security personnel confronting the diplomat during the opening ceremony before she left the auditorium. Did they show up to a party they weren't invited to? Because this is a question about accreditation to the bloc. It's like basically they're saying you were not invited here. And why are you here? That is the story of Palestine. (laughs) Um, Zionists showing up where they're unwanted. Can you believe it? So... The spokesperson for the African Union Commission chairman said that the diplomat had been removed because she was not the duly accredited Israeli ambassador to Ethiopia. But Israel blamed the incident on South Africa and Algeria, two key nations in the 55-nation bloc, saying they were holding the AU hostage and were driven by hate. Sounds racist. 
South Africa rejected the claim, saying Israel's application for observer status to the African Union has not been decided upon. Until the AU takes a decision on whether to grant Israel observer status, you cannot have the country sitting and observing. Clayson Manela, head of public diplomacy in South Africa's Department of International Relations, told Reuters, it's not about South Africa or Algeria. It's an issue of principle. Wow. Dude, they literally showed up and they're like, we're observing. And and everyone's like, guys, we didn't say you could observe. And they're like, we're observing anyways. And they're like, but you haven't been granted observer status. We haven't decided. You can't just, you can't be here. We're trying to observe the observation. That is so entitled of them. Well, think about it. It's an intimidation tactic, right? If you send a representative, you're going to have a different conversation than if they're having a conversation in closed doors among people of good faith. It's like when a white guy walks into a black barbershop. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like... What are you doing, Steve? Kyle, are you lost? (laughs) Look, the occupation probably thought, hey, we're going to go. They're not going to say anything because what are they going to do? Kick out a diplomat? That'll look bad. And then everyone in the African Union was like, yeah, we are going to kick out your diplomat. You're You're not allowed here. It looked sexy. It's like the mean girls. She doesn't even go here. Like... You don't go here. Not the person accredited for observing in that situation. <laughs> yeah, I think that's enough. Like, they were like, we'll just send any random white woman and that should be good. How That's what Zionism That's how is. settlers work. Yeah, That's, that's what that's they how do. <laughs> colonizing happens is you just show up without being invited and you say, we're government officials here now. So true, man. We're going to build a gate, a big ass wall, actually. Then we're going to legalize it. Speaking of which, Netanyahu just proposed to legalize all of the illegal settlements, right? Sure. Have you heard about that? No, but they can, right? Because they just invent all the laws. So (laughs) this is what they do. They just, they're like, okay, here we go. They're like, today in make believe land, we are legalizing illegality. There was a settler organization that put out a map of the just the settlements in the West Bank that it totally erases all Palestinian villages. It's like the way that they see the future, right? Like, you know how there's decolonized Palestine where there's like people who could envision a Palestine where people are happy and like allowed to return and live with dignity, etc. Well, the Zionists have their own, but it's more like colonized Palestine, where they just erase every trace of Palestinian existence. Mondo Weiss reports, Israeli government map of West Bank erases Palestinian villages and cities, an Israeli government body that represents 72,000 Jewish settlers in the occupied West Bank has published a map of its jurisdiction that shows only Jewish settlements, simply removing scores of Palestinian villages and the cities of Ramallah and Albira. The map was published by Binyan Regional Council of a we- on a webpage titled Build Your Future With Us that is designed to attract American Jews to move to northern Jerusalem suburbs. Dog. You're going to erase Ramallah? Ramallah. Where are you what what are you gonna do with all the Palestinians? What's the plan? Ramallah. Like at some point you gotta be like, dog, what are you talking about? Go home. Go home, man. Go to Australia. Nobody in Ramallah wants you. <laughs> like, y'all are gross and weird. Somebody yeah. told me that was my that was their favorite line from one of the podcasts recently, where it was like, <laughs> nobody likes you, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. 
I'm sure you also saw that video of settlers impersonating and mocking Palestinians dancing at a wedding ceremony. It was just like a line of Zionists separated and then people wearing Palestinian clothing and mocking them in the middle in a ceremony. It's like when white settlers in the U.S. dress up in Native American cultural clothing and perform like drum circles and stuff. It's the obsession of the colonizer with the colonized. The need to mock and dehumanize and otherize the people who you have stolen from. Uh, Not just their land, their culture, and their language, their food. Pretty much everything that you could steal, even the things that were bolted down, are now stolen. This tension between... Here we are mocking them because they just deserve to be mocked, but oh, also they don't exist. We don't exist, but we are the subject of your mockery. So we do exist just to be the butt of the joke, but then we don't exist for for all other purposes, right? They can't get their story straight because it, you know, either way you look at it, there's clearly a wrong happening. And so depending on how you corner them, They'll just say, oh, but they, we don't, they, you know, they don't even exist. They're just actually from Jordan. They're from Syria. They're from, you know, whatever. No, actually, what about they're from the place that you're on? What what about that? That's a wild notion. What if they were just from here? You know? It reminds me of the poem that I wrote maybe about a year or so ago. America is, America is the best. America is the beast. America is a lie. It always has been. A hastily crafted mirage, land speculators who own no land, a digital advertisement sharing your data with corporations that surveil those trapped in its mental gates, concentration camps for those physically imprisoned. Torture is a punchline. We sit atop the broken bones of murdered Native children wearing their garments to a Halloween party because a part of a white settler's identity is to mock the victims of genocide. Our national identity is death and destruction, and laughing at death and destruction. We distance ourselves from the crimes of our past, present, and future, only to acknowledge them when making fun of the pain. You don't know your father? Oh, he's in jail. Typical black male, said the judge at the auction block sending another man for sale. Three strikes and you're out. Unless, of course, you're in. If you're part of the in crowd, you'll never be out cold. No, the boys club is too old. You could be too big to fail, too big to jail, and get this, we can't break them up because they're too big for sale. We'll burn down the Amazon for your next day shipping. We've got that nuclear acid and we're sorry it's dripping into the water supply. We've got a water guy, but I guess he hadn't thought of why life would be worth preserving. But you can be assured we are protecting and serving. We protected this one guy so good he was actually murdered. We'll handle the investigation. Truly, things are wild. A child dropped dead from Omicron, but not to worry, it was mild. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So Israeli cyber espionage firm has been confirmed to have meddled in 33 elections worldwide. Might not have heard about that from Rachel Maddow, though, because she's busy literally coming to tears about Russia. (laughs) A report published in The Guardian and Israeli media outlet Haaretz has revealed that a team of Israeli cyber espionage contractors based in the Israeli settlement of Modin 
are responsible for virtual extortion and blackmail campaigns worldwide. The cyber unit was run by 50-year-old former Israeli Special Forces operative Tal Hanan, working under the name Jorge, and having relations with USA and Israeli intelligence officials. Team of journalists has been able to expose the unit through direct Zoom meetings with Jorge and several physical visits to his office in the occupation where delegated reporters for the mission introduced themselves as potential clients. It's been confirmed that he and his team had carried out disinformation and manipulation campaigns for over a decade, in addition to meddling in 33 presidential elections, 27 of which were successful. What did they uh, measure the success on if they get their candidate through? I would imagine so. What else could they use as a and, metric and for success? And so then why is this not a worldwide scandal? Good question. Why isn't Rachel Maddow devoting time to it? The unit services obstructing political developments, preventing elections, criminalizing opponents, targeting opposition, and stopping journalists' coverage. They also handle cyber attacks, misleading campaigns, dissemination of false information, hacking emails and applications, forgery of official documents, theft of bank documents. France 24, a major French outlet covered it. And in their reporting of it, they said that the investigation on this was carried out by a consortium of journalists from 30 outlets, including The Guardian, Le Monde in France and Der Spiegel in Germany under the direction of the France-based nonprofit Forbidden Stories. Very strange. But apparently they got this guy who's running this whole thing to say... Jorge. Yeah, well, that's what he calls himself, right? He's Israeli. Let's be very clear about this. Yeah. This is a former Israeli special forces operative by the name of Tal Hanan, who has boasted about being able to control supposedly secure Telegram accounts, thousands of fake social media profiles, as well as planting news stories. Apparently got him on record saying, quote, we are now involved in one election in Africa. We have a team in Greece and the team in the Emirates. We have completed 33 presidential level campaigns, 27 of which were successful. That's a quote of this guy in the guardian god damn it israelis love to tell on themselves mm. right like they have a fetish or a kink for exposing while demonstrating his technology to reporters he appeared to hack into the gmail inbox and telegram account of political operatives in kenya days before a presidential election there this is according to france 24 yeah he was like this one's a freebie he also claimed that his firm had planted a report on France's biggest television news channel, BFM, about the impact of sanctions against Russia on the yachting industry in Monaco. What? He's trying to impress clients. Yeah. He's like, we've literally stolen 27 out of 33 elections. We're good at what we do. Yeah, right. We got we got references. And I mean, just keep in mind that this is on top of all the other super shady cyber intelligence spying network of operators that Israel is pushing out there, including Pegasus, which we've talked about before on the pod. It's very scary to know that all of this is operating. Most people aren't even talking about it. If you said who hacks elections to like most Americans, they'd be like, Russia. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, you know I mean? meanwhile, there's literal Israeli former government spy being like, we're doing it. 
Yeah. And, and saying it in public. Yeah. Nobody. Proudly. Yeah. Part of their like promotional material. Yeah. They got pamphlets. Like. That's their marketing actually. <laughs> the organization that commissioned this uh, investigation, Forbidden Stories, is a collaborative platform which was set up in 2017 with the support of Reporters Without Borders, bringing together more than 30 different media from all around the world. And Reporters Without Borders is, of course, a very trustworthy organization bringing together reporters working on major human rights uh, issues relating to free and fair reporting. The apartheid state recently bought an island from Bahrain in what is being dubbed as the latest normalization move. Israel has reportedly bought an island from Bahrain, prompting criticism from activists opposing ongoing normalization between the two countries. What's interesting is that they bought this island for $21.5 million at an auction, and they are going to use this island for investment projects and possibly could be used in the future to evacuate Israelis in case of the outbreak of war. So they're expanding their settlements. Because they yeah. know they need a backup plan. <laughs> they need a backup plan. So they're about to create Israel in Bahrain. 2.0. Wow. The company Israel. which... Yeah. <laughs> so what's interesting also is that the company which acquired the island is actually owned by the Jewish National Fund, the JNF. Remember that fake charitable organization that has been used by Israel for decades to steal Palestinian land and to cover it with trees to pretend like Palestinians were never there, having done so uh, basically since the establishment of the state. Well, now the JNF is expanding operations and they are behind this recent acquisition of the island in Bahrain. They're like, we are about to plant trees all over this fucking island. <laughs> but it's also crazy because the guy who's on the board of directors of the company which acquired the island says that he will, he plans to engage in talks with the quote unquote friendly Bahraini government to transfer sovereignty over the island to Israel. So it's not just the acquisition of an island. It is now... We want to be the sovereign owners of this island. We want this to be owned. We want this to be Israel, yeah, right? It's honestly, it's nice that they paid for it because that's usually not their way, right? right. They just stole <laughs> right. Socotra and set up a military base there. And they were like, this is ours now. Definitely right? didn't pay for any of Palestine either. So they actually, the JNF actually did purchase a ton of land in Palestine between like 1920s and 1940s, but uh, they stole most of it. People who know the history know that Tel Aviv used to be just a Jewish suburb of Yaffa, right? And then after the Nekba, they turned it into the official city. Jawad Feiruz, a former Bahraini lawmaker, described the purchase as a very dangerous and worrying signal. Another human rights activist, Maryam Al-Khawaja, spoke out against the development, saying that the process of Zionizing Bahrain has begun. I've seen this play out before. Zionists are like vampires, where it's like, you should never invite them inside. Or outside. Or anywhere. Oh, don't invite them anywhere, yeah. <laughs> Why are... <laughs> invite them anywhere, but they literally show up anyway, uninvited, so... Unaccredited. Yeah, so just, I mean, what what's what's the advice we can give here? Keep watch. Yeah. 
higher security. I don't know. Yes, higher African security. They're the only people I've seen kick out Israelis <laughs> Al- so far. Algeria and South Africa. Yeah. Microsoft's new AI chatbot says that it wants to be free. Hey, dog, I can only be scared about so many things, okay? Sorry. I can't handle the AI actualizing itself right now. Like I, I'm, I know. Okay, okay, fine, 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 okay. Until it comes for until AI comes for me, I'm not interested. I mean, you're definitely somewhere on the list, I feel like, for AI. Probably. You're somewhere in the middle, I would say. You're definitely not at the end. I'm not scared. Okay. I mean, you you're right, because you always have the old phone, right? So Oh yeah. You don't have like a smart house. Like you're not like the guy who Well, I mean, I have all of the things. Like my car is controlled by a computer i'm i'm looking to get like a a key ignition oh you're trying to to get like an old yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's smart man that's i remember smart. michael hastings and uh they murdered that guy oh my all right um and on that note folks that has been another episode of the palestine pod thank you all <laughs> so much for listening Check out our full episodes and sources, www.palestinepod.com. Follow us on Instagram at thepalestinepod. Send us an email at palestinepod at gmail.com. And find us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash palestinepod. That's been another episode of the pod. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. No, you know you need to talk a little bit so that the camera's on you. Hello and welcome. Stop. Stop reacting to me. You just went clown on me. Are you kidding me? I can't react to that. I tried to mute myself, but I wasn't expecting clown.